Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255 or text 580-580. With Frank Napolitano and Paul Rushforth, here is Steve Gregory. It's a special day. It's Coronation Day, so we have the king of real estate and the queen of mortgages. There we go. Ah. Sherry's here with us, who is the president of MortgageBrokersOttawa.com. I'm supposed to sing that, by the way. Oh, yeah. And uh, so <laughs> so basically, basically, we got Frank's boss here is pretty much the truth. Yeah, we finally have some brains on the show. Well, we have someone who actually speaks English, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, Sherry. Thank you. Glad to be here. What are you going to welcome me now, Steve, or what? All right, Paul. Good to see you again, Good brother. You know what? I sacrificed and I thought I'd come in for Sherry's inaugural uh, show. So I was uh, act, act working up at the cottage and I thought, you know what? I better come in and, you know, make sure everything runs smooth Yeah, you here. were actually working at the cottage. I did. I did. I did a hell of a lot of work yesterday. I pressure washed my entire deck and uh, put out, uh, put some grass seed down and some soil. Yeah, I did. Who is this guy? I worked really hard. I have some stuff to do at my house. Are you available later? (laughs) I could be hired out. Yeah. I'm expensive though. I'm expensive. (laughs) Hey, good news. What's that? Prices of homes keeps going up. Yeah. I mean, the numbers. It depends how you look at the numbers. Yeah. I mean, we knew. I mean, when you're comparing April 2022 to April 2023, we knew the numbers were going to be down uh, for the month. But the silver lining is we're continuing to go up, even though we're down. So we ended the year with an average sale price, residential and condo, of 691000 By the end of January, we're at 612000 End of February, 623. End of March, 629. And now we're at 646. So are we down? Yes, we're down. And we're down considerably. But the silver lining is we keep going up month after month. And if you compare last year to this year, it's really hard to compare the first four or five months of the year to this year, uh, you're, you're automatically going to be down because they were so robust and crazy. Um, but what if you were to compare three years ago, well, we're, we're pretty much on like a, a 2019 sort of pace. I mean, yes, the average sale price is much more than what it was in 2019, but that's the kind of growth we're talking about is more 2019. You almost want to throw out 20, 2021, 2022, as we're going through that pandemic, because it was just insane. Um, but we're more into a normal real estate market right now, which is great. Uh, but there's a lot of optimism out there. I mean, every time we sell a house or list a house, we get a, uh, we get a team text and we're seeing a lot of multiple offers again. So it's, it's, it's good. I mean, it's tough for buyers, but it's, uh, we're starting to shift a little bit. And I said, probably, I don't know, six months ago, you need to get an ASAP. And I'm telling you right now, you need to get an even faster than ASAP because the market will take off again. All you need is a mortgage. Not getting easy, is it? It's not easy. <laughs> is o- is Opsy going to come out with more regs? Do you think? That's what they say. We'll see. It's still under uh, consideration. Um, but they're looking at, uh, um, as we as you talked about before, the um, lowering the or, or adjust, regulating the uh, TDS and GDS on the uninsured mortgages too, which um, which means which means that when you have more than uh, or when you have more than the twenty percent down payment right now, there's some latitude that you don't have to be as stringent in the approvals as you are when you have a first time home buyer, someone with less than twenty percent down. Uh, now they're looking at at regulating that and and putting some boundaries on that. Do we need more regs? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. They've been talking about changing like three of them, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that and also the the debt to income and the uh, borrowing to uh, total borrowing, not total borrowing to income. 
debt to income debt service ratio the debt service ratios that's what we just talked about but uh, I have to have to think about that one for a second so loan to income debt to income um, and what about uh, qualifying rates are they thinking of changing that the stress test at all I at this point it's it's hold for where we are right Thank now goodness. but uh, wow. yeah it's it's hard to it's hard to say what's going to happen but the market so, surely doesn't need any more slowing not from our perspective, every uh, every buyer needs a co. Every first time home buyer almost needs a co-signer these days. So we'd like to have some more relief on that side of things. And there's some discussion about some re- some special considerations for first time home buyers. But but when these regs tend to send people to more private, expensive mortgages, I think that's what they're that's what they're looking at and looking at ways to I think look at, at different things across the industry. So you know it could even get into a point where where there's you know going into areas where it's not regulated at all. Um, it's going to be pushing buyers into that if they do much more. So yeah, I think we're I think we're our, our, the next rate announcement. Uh, I think if we see a flat or unchanged or a drop, I think the market is going to absolutely take off. However, I can't remember which bank it was, but there was one bank this week that said that there's a very good chance of raising interest rates at the next uh, rate announcement, which... Because of the jobs? I don't know. I don't know. It could be because of the jobs or what have you. I, I mean... You know, as we tackle inflation and it starts to come down, I can't see them raising rates. Uh, I know if we have a flat or no rate change or we have a drop in the rates, I think we will see the market absolutely take off because I, I noticed the optimism increase so much more when we had a flat um, rate hold last or last month. Yeah. And I think we have another one. Flat means good. I mean, yeah. if, if we've if, had two now, right? We've had two unchanged. And if, and if we have another unchanged or even a drop, I think the optimism is just going to go crazy because I think right now people have learned to stomach that, you know, four and a half to five and a quarter type of range. They've learned to stomach that. But as you get higher than that, I think there's, I mean, if we had another, we had eight in a row. If we had a nine in a row uh, rate increase, I think the market would have been just put a pin in it. It was done because we were getting close to putting a pin in it at that time. But we're seeing it start to shift. I mean, our days on market are dropping. I mean, we're down at one point this year. We were at uh, 45 days on market. Last month was 29 days on market. So it's we're, well, we're back down to two months inventory, aren't we? We are, yeah. So we're, they're calling it a seller's market again. Uh, but I'd caution a seller's market in certain areas. I mean, there's certain areas that we're definitely in a seller's market. And there's certain areas that we're more into a balanced market. Things aren't moving quite as quick. Um, but there's some areas that, yeah, you put a house on the market and you're getting multiple offer and, and it's, uh, we're seeing it again. I don't think anyone really wants to go back unless you'd have to sell and not buy. I don't think anyone really wants to go back to the insane market that we were in. Cause it was a very frustrating. Sellers market. do. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. Sellers do, but keep in mind that seller most likely still has to buy. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking, I mean, you know, 10, 12, 15 offers on some properties and it was great if you're the seller, but then that seller had to buy eventually. Right. And when that seller went to buy, it was it was tough, you know, so it was, uh, I don't think anyone wants to see that back, but I, I do think we want to see a mini version of, of that maybe like what we have now, uh, where it's we need more listings. Though. We need more lists. We're still over just over 3000 listings on the market, but it's not a lot. Right. And I think as those rates start to come down or hold and we get more people in the market, there's nothing to buy at that point. Right. And when they talk about, you know, by 2024, they want 500 thousand immigrants a year coming to Canada, mm. where are they supposed to live? Yeah. Right. With those, so few listings here in Ottawa, so few listings everywhere in, in Canada, where are these immigrants supposed to live? So it's, uh, we need to, 
Uh, we are starting to see, though, some builders get a little more leniency when it comes to to building. Um, it's about time. Well, there's one there's one subdivision that's going in in Orleans. There's going to be, don't quote me on the number, but I think some are like 115 or 120 units with 84 parking spots. And that's been passed. So mm-hmm. there's not even enough parking spots for what they're building. And they're talking about, you know, buses or you know, however you want to get around, but there's not even enough uh, a parking spots yeah. in the past. That would have kind of like a, having a baseball stadium. Yeah, no yeah, spots. Ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, it's in the past that would never have been passed and now it's being passed. So I think the, I think they're saying, you know what, we got to start getting shovels in the ground. We got to start getting homes built because there's zero inventory. And I think the only thing that's stopping this market from going insane right now is interest rates. Once yeah. those come down, it's going insane again. So. What does the president say? <laughs> Will they be coming down? <laughs> do, you have well, the, do you have the legal right to fire Mike and Frank or no? <laughs> because we can fire them on air. We should listen, do that. <laughs> some days. Some days. Oh, yeah. Paul, I can tell you. Um, you know what? I, I think the, the five-year rates are, are kind of feeling like they're in a range where people are feeling comfortable with them right now. So we are seeing those first-time buyers. At least they're under 5%. They're under 5%. We're at, with the less than 20% down, we're as low as 444 right now. <laughs> so it, it's really it's, – it, clients are making the decision about whether they want to go for a three-year and hedge. Are they better off going with a three-year or with a higher rate and hoping that they save enough money to make it to the five-year or are they better to go with just the five-year now knowing that at the end of that five years they may be a little high compared to the market? See, yeah, I, but I, once you're in, you're in, right? If you need to get true. out of that five year, it depends. If, and especially if rates come down, then your penalties are going to be crazy. Your penalties go up, and of course, that's lender to lender. So we try and do our best to get you into lenders that have the lower calculation on the penalties. So each one is uh, is a little different, but definitely the that range is starting to get people back, and I think that in combination with a bit of a, a anticipation of a hot market. A real estate market that people are are wanting to get back in before they're priced out again. So. Well, you know what? I, and sure, I've been talking about this for quite a while now, telling people like at one point I shot a video, I think in maybe December or maybe January. And I said, you have six months, six months to buy a home before this market just takes off. And then probably about a month later, I said, you know what? I was wrong. You have about three months before this market takes off. I can tell you right now, you need to get in within the next month before this market takes off. I think it's going to go crazy once those rates start coming down. So when would be the best time to get into the market, Paul? You know the answer, Steve. It's called yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. If you can stomach those rates, you, you know, you go see Frank, Sherry, and they can they give you something that you're very comfortable with payment-wise. Maybe you don't look at the rate. Maybe you look at if you're comfortable with that payment. And if you can stomach that... Strongly suggest you get in. Uh, they'll tell you better. I mean, I personally still think the variable, even though it's a little bit higher, is probably the right way to go because you're, you know, I think rates are coming down and you don't want to be, and you can lock in any time with that variable, but I think potentially being stuck into a five-year fix might be a mistake right now. <coughs> Would you agree with that, Sherry? I, you know what? I think it's really uh, borrower-centric and that's yeah. what we all need to, and to keep in mind that it's it's what's best for the borrower. And some, you know, I say to clients like, are you going to feel more frustrated if you if you get into a fixed a five year fixed and are worried about and and see that the variable is much lower? Or are you going to feel more frustrated if you're sitting in a variable that continues to stay higher than the than the five year fixed? But five years is a long time. Even if you have a variable at this rate for two years and it suddenly drops mm-hmm. substantially mm-hmm. for the for the final three years of your term, 
you're way ahead of it's, the game if that way if that happens. Listen, I'm in a variable mor- rate mortgage that traditionally has always been the best, but it's good to do the math. We have some new calculators out that can help you kind of do some math to say if I go into a three year, what what rate do I need to get to make it more attractive at a higher rate than going to a lower rate five year right now? So. It's really and every you know this level of of interest rate increase has has let has left people uh, more risk averse. Yeah. So I think people are willing to tolerate a bit of a bit higher rate for a little bit more security. So tougher to qualify for a variable right now too, right? It is tougher to you know everything's upside down. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's a higher rate and tougher to qualify. So in some cases now we're the opposite of where we were last year where. In some cases, clients had to take a variable because that's what they qualified for because the system isn't really set up properly. Um, but now we're the opposite of that, that people have to take fixed in order to qualify. So. You know, Steve, before we get to break, we're show 799, right? 799, baby. 799. We've done 799 shows. I'd have to say this segment was probably the best we've ever done in 799 shows. And I, I don't know why. Well, half of it. Well, yeah, but I, I, I don't know why. I mean, is it maybe because Frank's not here? I don't know. But anyways, it was a, such a good segment. Must be the host. Got to be the host. Got to be the host. 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back. Paul Rushworth is here. Sherry Crease is in. El Presidente. <laughs> Frank's boss. Frank is off today. Frank, uh, I, I guess his finances are really hurting for all the breakfast he's been buying. And <laughs> he needed to take the day off. Yep, probably. I noticed, though, that when Frank's not here... I didn't seem to get a coffee today, Mr. Rushworth. Well, the truth is, the, the truth is, Steve, I was enjoying myself up at the cottage, having myself a coffee, sitting on the deck, watching this in the sunset, in, or in the sun, sorry, when you told me I had to come in. So yeah, I... Well, uh, you know what? I mean, I knew Sherry would want to see you. That's true. It's that's true. true. There's that's... a special experience being in the studio, yes. really. Yes. Wow. She lies better than Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was expecting the breakfast, though. But yes, I, I, I mm-hmm. can imagine you were. I got here late. Very disappointed. Well, you know, I had to shower and get here in the last minute. You know, I raced in to get here. Sacrifice. That's a sacrifice. You know, <laughs> I could have been sitting in the sun. Hey, uh, when is the rate review? Is it next month? I think it's next month, right? So yeah. that would yeah. mean... So we got a little bit of a reprieve. I noticed the states went up. Yeah. And hopefully that doesn't affect us. Well. Because it's the first time homebuyers that we really need. We really need to help first time homebuyers be able to get into this market. That's the biggest, that's the biggest issue right now with our market is our, the prices have come down and first time homebuyer product is affordable right now. It was not affordable, but it's affordable now problem is a lot of them can't get in to buy that affordable product, right? Because of the rates. So, and I know in the States, they're, they're entirely backwards compared to us when it comes to our rates. We do, a, you know, a one, two, three, four, five year term with a 25 year amortization or 30 or whatever it was. Um, whereas in the States, they have 30 year terms. Used to have that here too. Yeah, but which is hard, right? So right now their rates, they're very stagnant right now. There's a lot of markets in the States that are very stagnant because they have to lock in for a 30 year term. Yeah. Well, if you're locking in for a 30 year term at six, six and a half, whatever their rates are, um, 
that's a long time to be locked in. And then as those rates come down, you're sitting here with a six and a half percent mortgage and everyone else is enjoying a three and a four or two and a three and a four percent mortgage as the rates start come down. So a lot of people are saying, I'm not moving. My rate right now is perfect. If I move, my rate's not going to be perfect. I have to either blend or I get a new rate. So they actually have to lock in for 30, uh, 30 years. And it's, that's a tough one when the rates go But if you got cash flow, you're all right in the States because you're writing off the interest. You are writing off the interest. That's one good thing that they have, but it's, uh, it's, I I know because I, you know, I'm in an American coaching program and a lot of them are saying like, I, we have people who really want to move, but they can't afford to move. They can't afford to get locked into this high mortgage and they're in such a low mortgage right now that they can't afford to move. And so I think, and I tell them about our terms and stuff like that. And they're like, what, you guys have those low terms? I'm like, yeah, we do. We can have a one year term, a two year term, a five year term. And they're like, you guys are lucky. And I said, our rates are high right now too, but not like you guys. I mean, they're in the sixes and the sevens, I believe. So, is anyone able to afford a mortgage on their own anymore? <laughs> <Yeah>. A few. <laughs> when you, can't you know, be when many you've got single a good, people out there getting homes these days. It, it's very difficult. <clears throat> to, you need big down payments, and I'm finding that's particularly um, affecting people who are getting separated and things like that. It's more and more difficult to uh, buy out a spouse in those yeah. circumstances. Now we do have programs to help in, in some of those cases and we can adjust some amortizations. We're seeing lots of people who, you know, maybe they were getting very close to their mortgage being paid out. Maybe they, if they've been in their home for a long time, they bought low, they, you know, have, have done well in paying down their mortgage and now they're getting a mortgage much bigger than they ever thought they would have in order to pay out a spouse or that kind of stuff. And that, that's not the slam dunk it used to be. You know, once upon a time, I remember we do pre-approvals for clients. I mean, long, you know, seven, eight years ago, more than that. And, and my first conversation would always be, how much can you afford? Because you're going to be able to approve for much more than you can afford. So how much can you afford on a monthly basis? Now we're not having those conversations at all. Now it's, it's what quite you can different. get is what you can get. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, tough for, it's tough for the people who are sort of living paycheck to paycheck over the last, let's say, year when the rates went up. Because, I mean, I, I have a, a buddy who, uh, who I put him into a property. And at the time, he was like, oh, I'm comfortable with the mortgage payment. Everything's good. You don't have a little bit left over as a nest egg. Everything's great. And now he's up right against the wall because his, his mortgage has gone up three, four, five hundred dollars a month because of the rates, and he's he's up right up against the wall, and and that's happening with a lot of people. It's a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, and they're really up against the wall with what what, what the rates have done. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you really have to change your amortization back again, don't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have some some clients are are um, going through a process where. You can switch your mortgage, like if you're deciding that you want to do something different uh, it, without uh, refinancing, because as you know, the refinance rates are much higher, um, you can actually do a switch, which where you can take advantage of some of the lower interest rates. You can switch the mortgage and still bring the amortization back up, so that'll lower your payments. So switch by staying in the same institution, you mean? No, or? so you can go to a new, a different institution. So you'd pay a penalty to get out of the existing one, so we always do the math to see if it makes sense. But if you want somebody who – some of those people who are feeling that, that either they, they want a different term, whether that's locking it in or, or otherwise, um, sometimes switching the institution, we can get them a, a substantially lower rate than they're being offered. And we can also at the same time increase the amortization back up to 25 years uh, and make their payments a little bit lower uh, without actually getting into those refinance rates that Frank talks about that are the highest rates. Um, before we go to break, cause I know we had a short segment because we talked too much in the first one. I have a funny story for you. You know, we always talk here of like, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're getting, uh, if you're missing payments or you're struggling with your mortgage, don't wait until it's too late. You got to get your home sold, blah, blah, blah. 
So about two and a half months ago, I went into the bank and I, and I changed my banking details with a new checking account. Uh, and I said to the guy, I said, well, my mortgage comes out of this. Can you make sure everything gets shifted over to the new one? No problem. So I have a bunch of mortgages and I guess one got forgot. So <laughs> this week I had the bank call me and they're like, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Rushforth, you're two and a half months in arrears on your mortgage. No. <laughs> I was like, I was like, pardon me. <laughs> they're like, you're two and a half months in arrears on your mortgage. Uh, we need to catch you up here. And I said, well, hold on. So the bank screwed up and they forgot one of my mortgages, but I was like, oh my God, I shouldn't be telling the story on the radio. <laughs> I'm, I'm that guy. <laughs> you're going to get a hit now. No, I said to him, I said, that's your guys' fault. And they said, yep, you're right. It was our fault. And I said, is, um, is there penalties or is that going to affect my credit? And they said, no, not everything's going to be fine. I said, well, better because I don't want to. you checked? I should probably check. You should probably check. <laughs> I should probably check. <laughs> Here I am talking about real estate and mortgages, and I'm in arrears on my mortgage. <laughs> 521 talk, 521-8255. We will be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back. Sherry Kreese, the president of MortgageBrokersOttawa.com is here. <laughs> did you have to do the, the hand movements? I do, I do. I, I do the little <laughs> dance too. Yes. It looks Paul Rushforth, PaulRushforth.com. It, it looks very manly what you're yeah. doing, by the way. I did the same <laughs> dance for you. I do the same dance for everybody. Oh, no one needs to see that That's dance. Why uh, it's radio, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think, you know, do you think Frank's wearing his capris today? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's definitely a capri it's day It's a capri today. day today, for, for sure. For sure, it's a capri day yeah. today. If he's listening and we're picking on him like this, it's, I'm sure when I'm not on, on the radio, you guys pick on me, Never. Too. Never happens. Oh, awesome. Never. We have nothing but respect for you, Mr. Rushforth. Oh, I call BS, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> Probably a good call. You, you know, I listen to the show when I'm not on, right? I hear what you guys say about me. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a good show if we didn't pick on each other, right? Exactly. Uh, so this month, now that we've, we're, we continue to steadily rise since January, I assume this month will go up yet again. I believe so. Yeah, I, I believe we're, we're we're definitely seeing signs of it already. If the if the multiple offers and the prices are, I think we sold. Um, let's say we sold. Uh, I'm 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 not guessing, but I'm coming. It might be, it might not be the right number, but let's say we sold fifteen to twenty homes this week. I would say sixty five percent of them went over asking price. So, which was not happening for the longest time. So it's uh, we're we're starting we to still, see. It. Are we still selling with conditions or buying with conditions? Sometimes, sometimes, yes. Yeah, sometimes they're firm. Sometimes, but we're even seeing over asking with conditions. I I still think people are are throwing conditions in there. But we will. We're not far away from getting to the point where you have to come in firm if you want it. And and I know a lot of people did not like that, myself included, because when we went through the the, the height of the pandemic, when the market went absolutely insane. Um, we we had people who came in on properties unconditional, bought mm. the property, and then, you know, six, seven months later, they came to us and said, we found this in the house, we found mold in the house, this and that, things that we couldn't see with our naked eye. But and an inspector would have probably An inspector it, yeah. probably would have caught it. Um, we couldn't. We weren't obviously qualified. We didn't have the equipment to do that. But that's back in that time, the realtor was really your eyes because we're in and out so many properties and we know what's wrong and what's right. Uh, so, I mean, like when we were showing the home, usually we're not, you know, let's say looking at the electrical. This time we were looking at the electrical. We were trying to see if there's any, any signs of mold, any signs of water. Um, whereas usually we just leave that up to the inspector. Yeah. We were really, we really had to make sure our eyes were, were in check on, on back in that time. Uh, and I think we're slowly getting to that. I mean, we're going to start seeing people coming in without their financing, without their home inspection. 
season, um, you know, when we started 2022, every offer was a firm offer with no conditions. Then it became almost all offers had conditions. And I'd say right now we're about, I know, about 25% w- uh, without conditions right now. It's a regular market that way. A then. regular market. And even our over asking. I mean, like we sold one. I got a text this morning. We sold one that we went for 10,000 over asking. Well, in the start of 2022, if it wasn't 100,000 over asking plus, you weren't getting that home. So we're, we're starting to see small multiple offers. Um, you know, back when the, before the market went crazy, You'd see homes that would sell for, you know, five, 10,000 over asking, which is pretty much where we are right now. Yeah. Um, and you know, the days, the, the hardest thing about the days when we had to go a hundred, 200,000 over asking, the hardest part is when we met, just met someone for the first time and we're showing them a property and they love the property and we're like, okay, if you want it, it's listed at 700. I recommend you go to 900. And they'd look at us like, what? I'm like, if you want the house, this yeah. is where I believe We're not there right now. We're not there right now. And you know what? To be honest with you, I really hope we don't get back there. It, it, was, it's a, it was a really, really hard market to navigate for sellers, for buyers, for buyer's agents and seller's agent. It was a tough market to navigate. Um, if you're going in over asking these days, too. yeah, you got to yeah. be careful, right? If you're going in over asking. Uh, appraisals are, are a tough thing for and us. And how the heck do we get appraisals now that are any possible way accurate. That's that's exactly it. That's the issue that there haven't been enough comparables or the recent comparables aren't reflective of the price because those comparables might have been bought in December or, you know, yeah. November. Or, even, or and then six months ago was a whole different world. Exactly. Again. And they and they may not have also they may have purchased then but not the close date and they go by close date. So so that can be a real challenge. I had clients who uh, bought uh, in Rockland and uh, their property came in, they closed last week. Their their property was low uh, uh, by about a condo, by about $40,000. Assess, assessed lower than what they the paid. The appraisal came in. Now, fortunately, they were downsizing and they were able to then, they had the equity, so it didn't really matter. But if that had been, and of course, they had a financing condition as well. Um, but getting back into those unconditional uh, offers, of course, makes my heart skip a beat. Um, oh, no kidding. It's, uh, it's tough for us and definitely on that appraisal uh, point of view. We used to, at one time, we used to be able to, if we had someone, I, uh, one of my colleagues at work uh, who's not a mortgage broker but works with us, uh, we were doing, before the pandemic, we were doing offers and they ended up having to go in unconditionally. And it was just, you know, just before and I was able to, call a, a, an appraiser and say, like, just, is this reasonable? Like, am I going to have a really hard time with that? No appraiser would do that. Now. <laughs> you yeah. know, they, yeah. they just don't know. That's not reasonable for me to ask an appraiser some of those questions now. So, But you know what, Sherry, even when we were going a hundred and two hundred thousand over asking, I think in the whole time that that was happening, I think there might've been only one or two mm-hmm. in our office alone that didn't appraise to the value. So it was, all, it was almost like appraisers new Yes, it's really high, but by next month, it's going to be even higher. But so now it's a whole new ballgame because mm-hmm. who, like, b- between what's happened in the past year and now that we're going up again since January, how the hell can you accurately appraise a house? It's, it's very, very hard because keep in mind, let's just use an average townhome in suburbia. They used to be seven to 750. Now they're six to 625 to 650, depending on, you know, the size and that. So, you know, it was praising it back then. We've dropped so much. It's pretty, I'd say it's, it's a little more safe to appraise in today's market than it was in that market. 
even though the whole time that we were going through that, only one or two came through our yeah, office. But if you're going in over asking, though, you, you could be asking for trouble because unless you've got a couple of extra bucks hanging around, you're on the hook for whatever you have to pay, right? But mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a realtor, that's a realtors and a mortgage broker, mm-hmm. but a realtor needs to do, I consider us as realtors kind of like a, 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 a let's say a, a weak version of a mortgage broker. We still have to be asking those questions, right? We need to make sure that, okay, so you're, you're gonna, you've been approved to 700. They've told you what your payments are going to be. You know, if it goes up a little bit, can you afford that? Or should you be looking at homes in the 625 to 650 range just in case that happens where it doesn't appraise to the value and you need a couple extra bucks in your pocket? So that's our job to do that as well, to let them know, are you stretched at that 700 or are you super comfortable at that 700? Because if the appraisal comes in and it comes in, not, not appraising to that value, not only are you putting, let's say 10, 15, 20% down, but do you have that extra $30,000, that extra $40,000? Because that could happen. And then one of the biggest problems I find, Sherry, is that let's say we do have conditions in an offer and we do it for, let's say five business days. A lot of appraisals are coming after those five mm-hmm. business days. So if you've waived, waived your financing and you say, okay, yep, yeah, we're good with 700 as long as the appraisal comes in, but we're pretty certain. And then you've waived your financing. And then two weeks later, the appraisal comes in you know, and it's not to that value, what do you do? You're, you've already firmed yeah, well, up on that deal. I hope most brokers, mortgage professionals end up uh, working closely with the realtor on that front. So I'll usually say, I'll usually call the realtor on my client's behalf and say like, listen, clients are solid. We're approved, no problem, but I don't have an appraisal. And, you know, can we push, can you let the vendors, uh, uh, buy, the vendors know uh, that you know everything's good except the appraisal. Can they you know can they stretch a day or two? Are they like working closely together? Yeah. I think is the most important thing. And the problem is in so a hot have, yeah. The problem is in a hot market. Do. Yeah. Hey, Mister Mister Seller, can we extend yeah. it for two days? Yeah. No, fly yeah. a kite, yeah. bud. Yeah. 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 No, it's true, and it depends. And and you know every every property is different for for sure. I have a client who's buying a, a private sale right now from a friend, um, which isn't ideal. No. Uh, but I'm so she she pre inspected it and everything. But I said, listen, I'm absolutely a hundred percent going to need an appraisal on this property. It, you need the financing condition you need to put in is is two weeks, three weeks maybe because it we really it's a unique property. And I said I really want to make sure that she's coming from another. She's coming from Europe, and I said I want to make sure that you're that you're covered all the way around. So fortunately in that situation, the, the vendors are a little bit, because they're friends, yeah, they're nobody else more is going amenable, but nobody closing, else is doing that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Now, now, with a for sale by owner, with a private sale, 100% appraisals are called on Absolutely, those. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Which is good. Yeah. Which is good. Because if you let a seller price it, I mean, listen, I, I've sold my own homes and I wanted to go higher until I got talked into, I mean, yeah. it's your home. You, you, you think it's you worth feel, more. You, think, yeah. you always yeah. think it's yeah. worth more. You always yeah. think it's worth more. And so what's the average s- amount of time for a condition on financing? Usually, Who's, usually you're about five business days or seven days. Um, and I know for the longest time when they started changing what you guys need, needed as mortgage brokers, a lot of mortgage brokers are like, I need every day of that because mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's so hard to get financing in that period of time now. But you know, it depends on what market you're in. I mean, when we were in that really crazy market at the start of 2022, when there was no conditions in there, there was an occasional offer that did have conditions. If you know, let's say it was a property that wasn't too sought after, a lot of times those conditions were, "I'll give you 48 hours." Yeah, right. So you better be approved. And if you are putting conditions in, the best thing you can do is go talk to your your bank or your mortgage broker uh, in advance. Get a letter. Get, a, get that approval letter because if I'm a seller and I'm going to accept conditions, 
I'd love to know for a fact that you're pre-approved. Yeah. If, and I love when it's just like, oh, no, no, we're fine. Well, are you fine, though? Like, get that letter. And I think Frank talked about this on one show. He said he he has some, sometimes what he does is he actually uses that letter to that property. So instead of saying, yes, my client's approved to 700 my clients are approved on 123 ABC Street to this dollar and this, you know, so sometimes they were doing that too. It makes it a lot more confident. So when you get an appraisal uh-huh. and you have a long closing, mm-hmm. is there any chance they would appraise it a second time? Um, I haven't <clears throat> seen that. Good. Uh, <laughs> well, no, 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 Sherry, no, so- when, when you change financing. So if we change financing, absolutely. Yeah. So with the same lender, no, that should be, you know, uh, whatever it is at, at the onset should be what, you know, they, they sign off on each condition. And Even if the market, off. let's say the market tanks, would they go back and look at it again or not? No, not that, I mean, it, you know, it, it, so listen, if they have a really hard time with something, if you're not fully what we call file complete on a deal, they're going to open anything up. So you want to get everything done. You don't want to wait. If you get, you want to get everything done, you want to get it all signed off. You want it, like I said, to to the the point we get to is we call file complete where they've said, yes, this is, you're, you're good. We've accepted every document that we need for the mortgage. Um, if they want to open something up later, uh, you know, then they're, they could open anything up. So get everything done, work with somebody who's going to get everything done for you, get it, you know, put to bed, peace of mind as soon as we can. Now, having said that, we're very dependent on the lenders and it's going to depend on where each lender is. We, we're already starting to see some of the case where the lenders with the lower interest rates are getting busier mm-hmm. and they're, they're um, you know, they're, it's stretching out some of their time, their turnaround and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, we, we're careful to work with the lenders we know that can, can both support the, the good rates and deliver the service that we need. Um, but when we get into these markets that could go boom, they, they accelerate much quicker yeah. than, than they expect and, and what their infrastructure is. So just before we go to the break, how important is it if you have several properties to make sure you don't miss any mortgage payments? Mm, that's really important, actually. <laughs> Missing a mortgage payment. Get, of course, of course, of course, you know, Connor, who listens to our show every weekend, has already texted me on that <laughs> saying, I, was in the, I worked in the banking industry for five years. I would check your credit. I was like, <laughs> yeah. like, Thanks, Connor. Thanks for making me feel better. You know, I, I was looking forward to having a stress-free Saturday. Now you put stress on me. 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Look at the time. Flew by. I know. You know? That's because of Sherry. Well, it's because it's nice. It's so much longer when Frank's here. It's just, (laughs) it's just, you know, having someone that you look across and actually knows what they're doing is just nice. (laughs) I hope Frank's not listening (laughs) because he's going to eat me up next time I'm not on the show. You're just happy she's here because she brought you glasses. Yes, she did. Yeah. (laughs) I was in such a rush today. I didn't bring my glasses that I'm driving here and I'm like, oh God, I got to go over the stats. I don't even have my glasses on. I won't even know what the stats are. There you go. My glasses look great on you. Yeah, they do. Thank they, God Greg's not here. They really, yeah, yeah, they really, recording this. They really suit you. Yeah. Hey, speaking of recording, I saw a YouTube video with you in Embrun yep. looking at these uh, condos and how they're built. Unique. Eh? Incredible. Yeah. So I'm lucky enough to be selling um, condos in Embrun and townhouses in Rockland on the golf course. Uh, they're a C.H. Clement built. So he's a C.H. Clement construction. 
And I'm just fascinated. It's almost like in Florida. It's all concrete. These condos are all concrete. And, uh, you know, concrete floors, concrete walls, concrete ceilings. So can you imagine the noise in there? There would be no noise. You wouldn't hear your neighbor. And I remember saying to him, I said, I'm watching all this. And I'm like, this must be so expensive. He's got radiant heat floors in every unit. And I said to him, I said, Charles, like, like why you're a builder, you're in the business of profit. Like, you know, I'm building as cheap as you can to make as much profit. He's like, no, no, no. This is, I build this way because it's my name. Yep. And I was like, I respect that. I respect that. So I said, you could be making more money per unit, but you've decided your name is more important to build a, um, a, a really luxury, classy product. And he's like, yep. And I was like, good for you. you don't once see- you're in, you're in. You don't hear anything. You don't hear anything. I mean, even the balconies. The balconies have sliding glass. They're just, it's incredible the way they build it. Do they have concrete between the bedroom and living room for arguments? <laughs> <laughs> they should have at your house years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, it's, you should go on our website, paulrushforth.com, and just take a look at the two subdivisions we're selling and just some of the unique features of these condos and the townhomes. It's, you know, you can get a townhome in Rockland for just over 500 grand. Or a condo in Almodera for just over four hundred grand, which is that's that's those are starter prices right now. And take a look at how they're made. How they're made is so important. It's just it's. I mean, I've I've been in so many buildings. I've seen things being constructed in the middle of it. And I'm like, oh my god, there's guys using chainsaws to cut out yeah, this and cut yeah. out that. I'm like, there's none of that in this building. Let me tell you that. Now listen, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news because we always every time we talk to you, Sherry, we're always talking about high how high the rates are. <laughs> Lines of credit are not getting a break either. Well, they're tied to the bank prime rate, so most of them are around prime plus a half. Uh, so, so like seven and change? Uh, yeah, 7.2 roughly around wow. there. Yeah, so so that's where most – but sometimes that's a good short-term option for people. Sometimes that's – you know, some people are, are um, renovating to, to sell sometimes or just renovating and maybe waiting out, giving them – because lines of credit, of course, are fully open. So that gives you a, a really flexible way if you want to – kind of wait and see where things are going to go a little bit. Of course, you're paying the trade-off is you're paying a higher interest rate to do that. So, But for a shorter time, you would hope. Potentially, yeah. Same with a private yeah. mortgage, right? Yeah. So, you know, private mortgages, of course, are, are uh, valuable right now for some clients. Lots of different situations, whether it's bridge financing or, or short-term situations, sometimes uh, paying off CRA and things like that, where we can get people into into houses. But sometimes it's it's actually the cheapest way as well, because sometimes you know that 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 gap between what the what traditional interest rates are at you know what we would call A lenders and what rates are for for mortgage investment companies and things like that and private mortgages that gap is the lowest it's ever been. Yeah. So, uh, so that sometimes that's just the the best solution, and and for a one or a two year mortgage sometimes, and and we can also uh, adjust the payments on that as well. So sometimes you can you can borrow enough to cover your payments. So if cash flow is your issue, and there's an exit, so you can't this can't be a, a long term strategy for anyone. But if something's happening that you know in a in a year your job is changing or you're getting a inheritance or or you're selling a property or something like that, and you know that you're in in a short term position, we can actually roll the mortgage payments into the mortgage. So that cash flow situation where most people are in right now, uh, that can be solved through some of those more creative ways. With, with, with the line of credits being so high right now, it's kind of like a double-edged whammy, right? Like things are so expensive that people are having to live on these lines of credit. Problem being, they're so expensive, right? So it's, and you know, I could, I would assume renovations would be tough too. A lot of people during the pandemic, we're holding off on renovations. The rates were low. The, the, the line of credit was low, 
but the product was so high. They get lumber was crazy. If you could get it, if well, you could but, get it, exactly. trade in to do yeah. that, yeah. But now that now the prices are down, but the rates are so high that people are holding off on renovations now as well, too. So well, I count on both of you to fix this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Sherry, I count on you to bring rates down, <laughs> and Paul, I count on you to get the price of homes down for buyers and up for sellers. Yeah, I'll do my best. <laughs> That's all I ask. I'll do my best, Stevie. I'll do my best. I guess we should, uh, you probably didn't bring any birthdays. I did. No. I have them up right here. No. I do. I do need my glasses, though. So so we have, so on the 9th, uh, that we have Jocelyn Crampton, uh, one of our agents who's been with us for a very long time. Out in Orleans. Generally, and... we give age and weight. Okay, all right. Thank God I didn't listen for mine. Um, May 10th, we have Anissa Lencioni. She's down in Brockville and has worked with Mike and the Mick and is an excellent broker. And May 12th, we have David Andre out in Cornwall. So he's been with us for the last couple of years. So happy birthday to all of them. Uh, I have a couple. Um, one of my long-standing agents, Ryan Angus, uh, has a birthday on Monday. So happy birthday, Ryan. And uh, my girlfriend's bestie, Jennifer Fraser, had her birthday this week. So I want to wish Jennifer a happy birthday. Sherry, for a minute there, I thought he said bestie. <laughs> Best friend, sorry. <laughs> you know, us young people, we like to use lingo, like bestie. You lingo. Know? <laughs> us young people. That Have is. a great week, everybody. Have a great week, everyone. Support yes. local.